0: I got enough to go around And the thought takes place uptown It's 1992 and we're about to witness the birth of a star It's 1992 and we're about to see a film that I don't think anyone knew would become the cult classic that it ended up becoming It's 1992 and we're about to realize just how epic and awesome Tupac is it's 1992, and we're about to witness Omar Epps, and he's gonna take over the world for the next decade. It's 1992, and you're gonna get one of the best soundtracks for a film of this stature. It's 1992, and we saw the release of Juice. No, you are sexy. Thank you. Sir? Sir, can I check that newspaper? Sir, where are you going? Get a job, White you? People call me Q or GQ. What, did names like Mustafa and Akbar become too hard to spell? Well, I'm serious now. Well, I'm serious too, Raheem, and this does not make you a man. I should let you have a. Don't you remember? I'll let you have her. Almost empty, every- and die for that stuff if you want to, juice. Check this out. It's going to be a piece of cake, Q. Yeah, man, it'll be a piece of cake. We go in right before 11, get the loot, and jet. I got a DJ Saturday night. you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to miss that for nobody. G-Q! I hold on to the gun. Why should he hold on to the gun? Because I already got it. Shoot him, make a move! I wanna ask you boys some questions. Did you leave the club at any time tonight? You're mixed up in it, aren't you? I think this is lost, man. Who killed them? I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Hey, you do man. If you didn't do nothing, then you got nothing to worry about. So, what can be said about this film that hasn't already been said how who hasn't seen this movie? you know what Maybe I should stop myself there because I did a presentation on this film when I was in college and My professor, when I was um, doing my presentation, I showed some clips from the movie, and um, I was a film major, you know. If anybody hasn't figured that out yet, and I was showing a few clips from the movie, and she was like, "Oh my God, this film looks like it's absolutely amazing." What's the name of it? And the entire class, I don't care, because my class it was black people, white people, Hispanics. We had so many different cultures that were in that class, but they had already seen, you know, had seen this movie, and she looked at us like, "Oh my God, what have I, what have I done?" So, and, and in my opinion, I, I, I just looked at her. I was just like, how, how have you not seen this movie? She's like, I have never seen it. So I remember I bought her a copy off of Amazon. And I was like, go home, watch this. You don't have to give me the copy back. I have a copy. You have to see this movie. And she came back in, I want to say, probably a week or so later. And before she started uh, class, she was like, so I watched it. And she was telling us about how awesome she thought it was. And she thought Tupac was a total badass. And she cussed. She didn't care. But it, it, this, I think the film that proved the longevity of this film. You know, this film came out in 1992. Um I was 2 years old when this movie initially came out, but I I this is one of my favorite films of all time because of the story. I mean this film deals with so much. Um it, yeah, it, it follows five five kids and, well, I won't say kids, five young men, black men in Harlem and it's basically a day in the life of and you see what they deal with, you know, the police brutality, uh, drugs and it, I mean, it, it's, it's so much that's layered into this movie and it's I think that's what keeps it from being timeless and you look at the movie now the way that they dressed a lot of kids (laughs) they dress like this now with the high tops and the parts and it's it's just amazing to see how much of a difference i guess it really hasn't been a difference i guess i should say hasn't been much of a difference in that time span but um i mean to go back to the movie itself i mean you follow bishop q raheem and steel and i mean (laughs) One thing I truly love about this movie is you care so much about those characters, um, all four of them, and it's eerie. The movie is eerie itself because, for one you 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 see the destruction of a character really. You see um, you see Tupac, he starts at one thing and he becomes one thing later on in out the movie. So he starts at one place and they're all normal. You know, they're all just normal kids growing up in this this you know this inner city jungle. but you watch all these characters change. From the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie everyone is different nobody starts nobody ends in the same way that they started and i think that that, that always makes for a great film but you know one thing that really i guess because i'm not going to go in any linear structure of this because i'm just i just watched this movie um two nights ago again um because for one I don't know if any, not many people know, but there's a 25th anniversary edition coming out. Finally, it's getting a Blu-ray release. Last year, I had written up this blog post on my blog. I never posted it, but I wrote this. <laughs> I wrote this long blog post about how I felt that this was a film that should be treasured, a film that you should always have and be able to talk about and discuss, but you couldn't get it anywhere because dvd what are those you know and blu-ray is the thing blu-ray 4k streaming that's the thing but it wasn't available on netflix i don't think it was available on itunes i could be wrong i didn't really look but i was just baffled with how this film wasn't readily available i couldn't go into a store and buy it if i didn't have a dvd copy still sitting on my shelf i'd have to wait for it to come on television Not a bad thing I will watch it no matter what But um, it's just funny now Sitting here a few months later Because I think I wrote this up back in I want to say October, November, and I deleted it because I was like, you know what? What if somebody sees this and it gets in the wrong hands and whatever? And I was like, man, I don't want them to just think I'm some crazy dude who wrote this this long blog post or whatever. But um, lo and behold, we're getting the Blu-ray release finally, and I'll definitely be buying it. But um, I just watched it recently because I went to celebrate it. I, I love this movie. And kind um, of get back on track again, I find the movie eerie. Because the movie deals so much with the image image in being something that you're not, but putting the appearance out that you are it, and if you're a fan of Tupac, you know that <laughs> I think it's interesting because Tupac was you know at this time at this time his when this movie came out, Tupac was kind of a conscious rapper i mean he had a you know i don't don't even think um the second album had came out yet i think that came out after this so you only had the first album um tupacalypse now which was very much for the most part a conscious album you know you had brenda has got a baby and in front of it was like it wasn't he wasn't gangster tupac yet (laughs) that wouldn't come till later on and when you think about tupac in general when Tupac had never been locked up or anything, if I remember correctly. He didn't really start getting into trouble until, you know, he got successful and became famous. And it was because of that image that he portrayed. Um, you I know, mean, we all know the Thug Life moniker that he lived by. But if you look at documentaries or if you read his poetry, or if you look at anything that was about him, Tupac wasn't that. Um he wasn't this thug. He wasn't none of this. You know, this dude went to, you know, a good school. You know, he moved around a lot. He grew up in poverty. Of course, you know, that's we know that part of the story. But as far as, you know, the gang banging and all that, you know, he wasn't that. You know, he did ballet. He did all of these things. And he grew to become one of the you know most known gangster rappers that there is. Um I, I think his his character As a man in general, um, you know, as a rapper, the whole his whole facade, his whole character—I won't say facade, his whole entire character of who he was and what he represented—I find it so interesting because he wanted so much to be that character, but in reality, I don't think he was. And it's interesting when you watch this movie. I think there's an underlying theme in this movie is nature versus nurture. All of these characters, these characters, these kids, these young men, they grew up in the same environment, but none of them came out the same way as Bishop Tupac's character. Um he was of course, you know, we get the idea that he had probably the roughest upbringing, you know with the we we get to see shots of him in his his environment his um, home life they were brief but we got to see that perhaps nobody truly attended to him and nobody really cared about him necessarily the way i guess they should so when you don't really have that backbone you don't have that family to really bring you up i guess the way you're supposed to be brought up you'd look to other places so just to see the way that he admired um I don't remember the name of the gangster movie that he was watching in the movie, but just looking at how he admired the whole, he going out like a boss. (laughs) He getting shot up, getting killed, but he going out like a boss. That was what he admired. And it was, it's so fascinating to me because this mirrored his life. A lot of this, this movie mirrored his life in a lot of ways. So it's so interesting to me because, I feel like, you know, he would have been that character that would have, or, you know, that person that would have watched Scarface and been like, that's the way you go out. If you got to go out, that's the way you go out. And I think it's so interesting. Um, As we all know, those who have seen the movie, you know, it leads up. He's the pushing, motivating factor behind a lot of things. Um, You know, all of the the four characters, you know, Bishop, Q, um, Raheem, and Steele, you know, they're just normal kids. They don't go to school. They skip school. Okay, well, we've all done that for the most part. We've all skipped a class or two or whatever, so that doesn't make us bad people. Um, But I think they all want it out of that. In a way, it's, and I think even Tupac's character, I think, wanted out, but I think his way of doing it was different than what they were trying to do. Um, so when you look at Raheem, uh, not Raheem, um, when you look at um, um, Q, you look at Q, who was wanting to get out, but he was going to do it with his music thing. You look at, <laughs> you look at Raheem. It's weird because when you look at Raheem and you look at um, Steel not to say that they didn't have much development, but you get the idea that Raheem, for the most part, was a good guy, but we kind of get implied that, you know, he has kids, and the woman he's with, we see at the beginning of the movie, you know, she's like, I need a man, and I think that kind of set course for what would happen later on in the movie, you know, before he died, and him agreeing to um, rob the store, and but it's, and I think with him, because we even see a scene with his, um, I guess his baby mama getting into a car with some dude, and they didn't really ever say it, but I think it was more so implied. Um, it was implied that, you know, perhaps he's looking at this thinking, well, maybe this is what I need, you know, I need to impress people or whatever it may be. And still, I would say probably is the weakest developed character in this movie because he's there. <laughs> he's just there. And that's about it. And of course, you know it's no secret Raheem gets killed and um, still gets shot. So I mean, the movie essentially sets up good versus evil between Bishop and Q. And when you look at those two characters, so characters both of them wanted out. Nobody wanted to stay in that environment. Nobody wanted to do that. But he wanted to get out by doing it with his music and do it quote per quote the white the not white the uh, right way. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then you take a character like Bishop. It's more along the rinks of, no, I ain't a punk, I'm not going to be punked, and I'm going to do it this way. So it's like you watch the deterioration of this character and you realize something's not there. He's, he's, he's crazy, he's insane, but it builds up to that. We get to see the scenes where he gets punked out by, um, I forgot the character's name, but he gets punked out, but you don't see, at first you see it, like he's truly, he's afraid, but then when his friends come around, it's like, oh, nah, you know, I'm gonna kick your ass, whatever, and that's so much real life in that scenario, because I think a lot of us, you know, would be that where, you know, you get shook when somebody's, you know, about to beat your ass, or whatever it may be, but you'll react completely different, if you are that type, or that, that personality type, you're gonna react completely different when your friends are around, and they touch on that, and that probably was the turning point for that his character in this movie because then I think he became obsessed with power he became obsessed with being respected and having the juice per se and it's so fascinating to me because you watch him become so hungry for that and I think the true turning events is where he finally kills um kills Raheem and I think because they fought for the gun during this scene i realize i'm hopping all over the place but i'm really just speaking it as I, as it's coming to my mind but when you look at that scene itself they fought for that weapon and he had every opportunity not to kill him and it was more so when he did it he because he stood back and did it and when he did do it it was just kind of like He had this appearance of, he was kind of shook, but then from that moment, I think he probably, he kind of liked the power of being able to have the fear, and one of my favorite scenes is the interrogation scene, where they're being interrogated by the cops, and (coughs) excuse me, but he's so relaxed, and just giving them all this bait, and giving them nothing at the same time. And meanwhile, as an audience, you're watching it and you're just like, yo, this dude really is crazy. And it just escalates and builds up into that final battle at the end. And I think really the, the cinematography for its time and even today I think is phenomenal for this movie too because it conveys, you get to see what these characters see, you feel what they feel. And the darker Tupac's character become. The different angles and uh, the cinematography works in that manner as well to kind of showcase this guy is a little bit unhinged and not all the way there. And it goes from being there's so many things in this movie. It's, it's a fun movie. It's a funny movie, but it's a it's a thriller. You know, it's a crime drama. It's a thriller. But then there's elements of horror because then once Tupac finally crosses over that line and becomes this unstoppable dude that is just I'm gonna get by no matter what. And he just kinda of starts, he starts stalking Q. he starts stalking steel, and it's like he it's to the point to where he doesn't trust anybody because he becomes paranoid and he's so obsessed with this this quest of power. And it's weird because if because like I said Q and Bishop are the main two characters of these movies. Yes, you have Raheem, but of course he dies. You have Steel, but he's just kind of there. It's between these two characters. If you take those two characters, put them side by side, it's the good old Batman complex is what I call it, where you take Batman and sit him next to his villains. If you push Batman the wrong way, he is his villain. If you push Q the wrong way and he didn't have the correct morals, you have Bishop. If you have Bishop, and Bishop, I guess, was quote unquote raised correctly and not pushed on a bad day or whatever then you have Q in that character and that duality is so fascinating to me and I think because the movie builds up and to this epic battle at the end and when 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 Bishop dies and he falls to his death and Q can't save him you know everybody's watching it's like oh you got the juice now and it's just like, it's so funny because even though it, the way the movie ends, you know, it, just, it leaves everything open for your own interpretation. But again, it goes back to that idea that where really, because the first thing he does, throws his hoodie on and he just you know kind of walks away in that look of like, you know, it kind of gives that look like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it right now. It's just that that look. And it's just a perfect example of, you know, this is very much the same character. You know these two; they were so in sync, and I don't think anybody ever really mentions how similar they are. It's just again nature versus nurture. So I mean, I, I think that obviously this film did phenomenal things um, for for Omar Epps. The other two, I mean, I know they did movies, but I think it was more so television where you saw men and you know Tupac became. I mean, we know what Tupac became, you know. So. And it's fascinating, again, comparing it in the context of his life and seeing how his life, you know, would end up becoming. So it's really a fascinating film. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have not seen this movie, one, where the hell have you been? (laughs) I mean, like, really, have you been living on the rock for the past few years? Like, what the hell? See it. Get a copy of it. See it some way, somehow. It's great to come out. I think June is when it's getting the re-release. So, yeah, take your ass out and buy this movie. Watch it i uh, write essays, because that's what I did. <laughs> I had to write an essay about it when I was in film school. And I don't just truly appreciate it. Um, one thing I really enjoy about these characters is, you know, yeah, everybody in this movie is black, but they're not stereotypical black. <laughs> you know, I feel like if this were to come out now, they'd be stereotypical black people. This is just a movie really about the, the day in the life of teenagers and showing that how they were kids but had to be in adults because of their circumstances and just seeing how they react it's okay you know it's okay to have black people you know have them in the hood or whatever but it's like you don't have to just be obvious and degrading with it and that's one thing this film didn't do and it just put these characters out there and let them be in this environment and see how they react as normal people so I I think the film is phenomenal the soundtrack is phenomenal Um, I have both (laughs) to this day and yeah they're, they're definitely crown jewels of my um collection like i said a cd <laughs> i still play that cd don't judge me and um, the dvd i'm watching you know i still watch i can't wait for the blu ray to come out so definitely see this film you you know get the opportunity to if you have not seen it if you've seen it watch it again it comes on television all the time so just just sit down and watch the movie and watch it through a different lens um watch it as as truly a character study because it's very fascinating and think of nature versus nurture when you watch this movie and think about what that truly means and just pay attention to how bishop and q really are the same character not in a bad way but really are the same character so this is it guys you know that's that's it for this week um next week i'll have another film to talk about you can of course follow me on instagram you can follow me on twitter at trey visions on instagram at trey visions follow my blog at the real and um yes stay tuned guys i will have more films to talk about and we're gonna do this every friday so come here every friday see you then guys